Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, a show that brings you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, Eric aka Silior, and today we are going to finish off the different incarnations of the Empire with the Mead Dynasty, the most current one. But before we get to that, we do have a little bit of news, not a whole lot. I think that the biggest bit of news um, that's going on right now, well, there's two things. Um, number one, there is a contest going on, the uh, Tavern and uh, Tales contest, uh, but we'll get to that here in a second. The uh, other one that I wanted to get to first is the fact that the Fire Song DLC is now available for PC and Mac. Um, us console players have to wait a little bit, but, um, yeah, we have to wait until the 15th, but we should all get it for free with that, um, event going on that we, uh, who participate in the game took place in, uh, took part in, um, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to this. This is the last story DLC that, um has to do with the Breton storyline. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Unfortunately, like I said, I have to wait another nine days, or no, ten days um, as I'm recording this. It is the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Anyway. Um, yeah, the other thing that's going on that I uh, kind of hinted at a little bit is the Taverns and Tales uh, sweepstakes that's going on from now until the end of the year. So basically what you do is you can enter the Taverns and Tales sweepstakes um, for a chance to win 10 amazing ESO treasure chests. Um, so basically you go online to elderscorsonline.com, click on the article. Um, I've got, I'm going to, of course, link for the link for this in the show notes and you uh fill out an entry form and yeah you're entered um you get um then you can also earn bonus entries by spending event tickets so um yeah just uh, play the game spend some tickets and um also register online so there you go um, let's see, what else do we have going on? There is a mod that creates an entire mage city. Um, this is a, a PCGamesN.com um, article. So, yeah, uh, there is a mod that creates an entire mage city. So, with a quest line and everything else. I thought this was kind of cool. I love quests like, or uh, mods like this that are just so damn good that you don't even really realize they're mods, like the Forgotten City, which ended up becoming its own game. So the mod is called the City of Bromjunar, I believe is how you pronounce that. It's developed by S. Douglas, uh, Stugus? I don't know. Um, this mod transforms the location of Labyrinthian, uh, which is between Solitude and Whiterun, into a resettled city. And then, of course, there's quests that go along with it. So this mod, uh, Bromjar, Bromjar, 
or Bramjunar, um, has six houses, an alchemist shop, a market, six merchants, a blacksmith, a small dungeon, an inn, a castle that you own, a jail, and a mage academy. So, altogether, it's 100 NPCs and over 190 voiced lines. So, uh, of course, you can get this on Nexus Mods. Like I said, I just really love uh, mods like this, so I thought I'd let everybody know about it. Um, there's another article that my wife actually sent me, and it's about how video games can be medicine for your brain. Um, there was a, a researcher uh, from the U.S. Uh, I'm sorry, U.C.S.F. So. Yeah, um, I think we all know that video games can definitely be a form of therapy, and apparently there's evidence that proves it. So, yeah, it's a short little article. I figured I'd include it. So, really, um, that's really it as far as the news that I've seen lately as far as Elder Scrolls, of course, Fallout is finishing up their uh, 25th anniversary, and I'll talk about some fallout here in a bit um also i mean if you go online to elderscrollsonline.com there's a zone preview article um for the zone that firesong is in it is called galen so galen gallon i believe it's galen um i guess we'll find out once we play the mod or the uh dlc rather so yeah um just yeah that's uh, i believe that's it as far as the news uh gameplay let's see I played a hell of a lot of starting valley i think i mentioned that on the last episode i've been playing a little bit more of that um played a little bit of fallout one um the uh, asa podcasting crew uh the fallout feed talked about that quite a bit on the show uh, that wonderful crew they are starting their new round table on fallout one so i figured i'd give it another shot i tried once years ago barely made it out of the vault um so i decided to play on easy mode this time so i think i played on normal last time uh but yeah i decided to play on easy this time and i actually did quite a bit of exploring um killed all the rats that's that are right outside the vault um killed some other rats in another area and then i found shady sands and then i found another vault i think it was vault 15 the vault that you come out of in vault uh in fallout 1 is vault 13 so i found vault 15 I found Necropolis, uh, had to haul ass to get away from the feral ghouls that were there. Uh, ran into some raiders, ran into a bunch of huge rad scorpions, uh, ran into some huge mole rats. They don't look like the mole rats in Fallout 4 or 3 or, um, 76. These were, like, almost, I mean, they're bigger than you are. Um, I don't know, maybe they just shrank over the years, but yeah, these were not the mole rats that you would think of in the later games um yeah it was a lot of fun uh ran out of bullets from my 10 millimeter gun that you start with but the knife has been doing okay until you get ganged up on um so yeah i, I thought that was fun and uh, 
played a lot of Fallout 76. I'm almost done with the current scoreboard. So, um, I mean, I have played some ESO. Um, I guess I should mention another thing that has kind of been making the rounds lately is the fact that the, uh, God, what the hell is that uh, house called? The um, Architects Antiquariat. I'm going to have to look it up. Give me one second here. Okay, it's called the Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery. So this is a house that we actually all, those of us who were playing at the time, got for free around the time that uh, Graymore came out. And I got it for PC, and then I also got it for my North American character, with xbox um unfortunately i started my european character after that ended but i mention all this to um say that it is in the crown store now if you wanted to purchase it it is seven thousand crowns um so that's a hell of a lot of money but uh, like if you wanted to uh spend real money to get the crowns if you have esl plus and you've, you've been building up some crowns that way it's it's worth it it is probably the biggest house that i own um maybe outside the hall of the lunar champion uh, but i don't have all of the additions for that i need to get one of the uh, tablets so i can have the fourth and final add-on uh, area for that house but this one is huge it's got a big outdoor area uh plenty of space to put whatever you want in there whether it's crafting tables or what decorations or what have you so i mean it is a really nice house but i don't want to spend like 50 bucks on it or whatever it would count or come out to in real world real world money to get the crowns for it but um that's just me um like i said it's a really nice house though if you do have some uh, crowns burning a hole in your pocket. Um, other than that, I've been playing a hell of a lot of Dragon Age. So I have been working on Dragon Age 2 for a little bit, and I have now completed that. So I am now playing Dragon Age Inquisition. So um, this is a game uh, that I've heard good and bad things about mostly negative well i guess it just has the the people have it in their mind that it sucks um kind of like um i guess i don't know people say bad things about mass effect andromeda also i personally enjoyed it i know some people um who absolutely love mass effect andromeda and i guess it's kind of that way with uh dragon age inquisition also it's kind of um, looked at as the redheaded stepchild of the um, Dragon Age games. And I don't really understand that from what I've experienced with it so far. At this point, I'm maybe 8 to 10 hours in. And I have really enjoyed it. Um, yes, it is different than the other games. It's a little bit more uh, open world. I mean, the other ones were open world too, but um particularly with origins it seemed very limited and i mean dragon age 2 is kind of limited too as far as exploration um basically you just pick 
an area and then you explore it. Um, and you can tell that Dragon Age 2 was rushed as far as interior layouts. Um, a lot of them kind of got repeated and uh, things like that. But I mean, the story of Dragon Age 2 is fucking fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed it. And the revamped controls with Dragon Age 2 compared to Origins, I really enjoyed that as well. And this game, Inquisition, had another revamp of controls. Um, so that was kind of taking, that took a bit to get used to. Um, but goddamn, the areas that you can explore in Inquisition are freaking huge. Um, yeah, I've just, I mean, I've, I don't know how much time I've put in just into uh, Hinterlands, I think it's what it's called, or Hilterlands, something like that, and I still haven't explored all of that area yet, um, and there's a lot more to explore. I think this is the first game in the ex in the series where you actually explore Orway a little bit. Um, they mention Orway in um, all of the games, um, I want to say there are actually people you meet in Dragon Age Origins that are Orlesian. But, uh, yeah, this is the first time you actually get to run around there a little bit. So, yeah, that's what I've spent a majority of my time playing lately when I'm not playing Fallout or Elder Scrolls. Um, not to mention I played some Nintendo stuff. Uh, started uh, Majora's Mask again for the first time in a while, like... Um, I just, I don't know. I know a lot of people swear by Majora's Mask, but I haven't been hooked by that game yet. I'm hoping maybe this time I will be, because I would love to actually experience it properly. But, um, yeah, uh, that's really about it as far as I've been playing. So let's get into today's topic, and that is the Mead Dynasty. So let's talk the Mead Dynasty here. So, um, also, I, I figured I'd mention that I have a new microphone. Yes, yeah, so I upgraded to a Blue Yeti Nano, and I'm really loving it so far. Hopefully, you guys are too. And I also got a pop filter for it, so hopefully, it'll cut out my air conditioning or any other background noise. Um, still imagine my pets will be making an appearance here and there but yeah i'm really excited um and uh hopefully it makes a difference so anyway enough about that let's talk about the mead dynasty so um really we don't know a lot about the mead dynasty um because there's such a huge gap in between Oblivion and Skyrim. Um, I guess what we uh, most of what we do know comes from the books, and those are the Infernal City and the Lord of Souls. And um, those are definitely recommended reading uh, for anybody who's interested in the lore like I am and just what happened in that 200 year gap between the games anyway um, let's go back to the Oblivion Crisis so the end of the Oblivion Crisis saw 
Martin Septim, the rightful heir to the Ruby Throne, sacrifice himself to stop Mehrunes Dagon. Well, toward the end of the storyline, you're also dealing with Chancellor Okado. So, in the uh, new interregnum period post-sacrifice, Chancellor Okado, for the lack of a better word, or better phrase, kind of uh, took control of everything, and he became the new potentate um, after, you know, everything went down. So he kind of held everything together for the time being to try and figure out what to do next. So, and he, he did so for about 10 years, um, just about 10 years before he got assassinated. So this also leads to, con- you know, destruction and confusion. Um, everybody's trying to make a, a, a bid or whatever you want to call it for the Ruby Throne and control of Tamriel. And yeah, this <laughs> a bloody battle war. Um, but eventually... Uh, Titus Mead the first uh, one so he assumed control of the empire from the Nibbanese battle mage duels the gibbering in fourth era 17 and this is um <laughs> This is the family who ends up controlling, who starts up the new empire. And he uh, ruled up until 4th era 48 um, after capturing the, uh, like, he he took control of the ruby throne by capturing the imperial city. And this interregnum period um, was known as the Storm Crown Interregnum. And his forces um, were only a thousand men uh, when he took control of the Ruby Throne. So, yeah, he, he ruled for quite a while, uh, about 31 years. And, yeah, there, there was just a lot of uh, destruction, confusion. Um, that was caused by the uh, Oblivion Crisis, but and this is, you know, the, the effects of the Oblivion Crisis to an extent are still felt by the time of Skyrim. Um, <laughs> toward, yeah, the, there was the eruption of Red Mountain, um, which basically destroyed all of Ardenfell. There was the uh, there was an Argonian invasion um, that so yeah um, Blackmarsh ceased to be an imperial province around fourth era forty eight a year after Titus Meath first passed away uh, Valenwood fell back into the Thalmor uh, Old Mary Dominion um, and it was a and it was absorbed by Alinor. Um, the, you know, Titus Mead the first, his successor was Atribus Mead. Um, nobody really knows a whole lot about him. Um, we know he was born in Fourth Era twenty six, but we don't really know 
when he died, and we don't really know who the next two successors are to the throne. Like I said, there's just there's quite a bit there that still hasn't been fleshed out about that 200 year time period. But um, we know that uh, Titus Mede the second took the ruby throne in fourth era 168. And this is the guy who had the great war with the Thalmor. Um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, three years after Titus Mede II was crowned in 4th era 171, that's when the Aldmeri Dominion uh, invaded the empire and started the great war. And to his credit, he didn't initially agree to the White Gold Concordant. That was, of course, if you go back to the Great War episode, I talk about how the Aldmeri Dominion, that was their big sticking point, was the banning of Talus worship. And again, to his point, he initially, you know, refused that. Um, which... You know, I, I give the Mead Dynasty a lot of bullshit about how they, you know, denied the whole symbol of the Empire. Well, you know, in a sense, it's not really true because the, you know, Talos was the symbol of the Septim Dynasty, not the Mead Dynasty. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um... Maybe I am being a little harsh on them, you know, because I've, I've, I've said, oh, you know, it's not the empire I know. And to an extent, that's true. This is a different empire than the ones than the one that we've known previously, the one that we knew in, you know, all of the previous games up until Skyrim, because, you know, of course, Elder Scrolls Online came later, and that's during an interregnum period. So, you know, during this time, it was, you know, you know, Titus II was forced to renounce Hammerfell as a provincial because it refused to concede its territory to the Thalmor. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's just a lot of chaos and a lot of provinces aren't even a part of the Empire by the time Skyrim comes along. And... Yeah, um, I mean, I, I still think that they shouldn't have agreed to the White Gold Concordant. I, I'm not going to concede that. Um, call me a, you know, I don't know, call me what you will. But I, to this day, if I play Skyrim, I'm going to side with the Stormcloaks. I do not think that they should have agreed to the white gold concordant there's so much proof um, evidence in the games that you know talos is indeed a thing just go to any talos shrine in the game and if talos weren't there you wouldn't receive his blessing so the in-game book uh, the talos mistake is all propaganda mediated by the Thalmor. So, 
you know, I, I still think that Titus Mede II was wrong in agreeing to the terms of the White Bull Concordant. He's the one who did it. He's the one who signed it. So who exactly called the, you know, who exactly performed the Black Sacrament? Well, I think we, we do know who, who did that, but um, yeah, I guess there's the whole storyline about it. You know, I, I don't really blame them. I, I mean, I wouldn't go to such extreme measures, but yeah, um, yeah, dead, I guess spoilers for an 11 year old game at this point, almost 11 year old game. It will be in less than a week um, as this airs, but you in the Dark Brotherhood storyline assassinate Titus Mead II. Um, <laughs> and it, it's interesting because, I mean, by the time, by the, the, the uh, events of the game, he's an old man and he knew it was coming and he doesn't fight you when like he knows why you're there and he's like just just do it you know i've lived my life you know i've made my mistakes so do it and i mean to an, to an extent i feel bad every time i do it but at the same time he's the reason why we're in the position he's the reason why the civil war is happening in the first place he's partly to blame for all the death and destruction and chaos that is taking place during the events of the game um that is the extent of the Mead dynasty up to this point who knows what the events of elder scrolls 5 are going to tell us about what happens afterward but yeah, that's that's all we really know. Um, so it'll be interesting to see see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody else is too. Anytime Bethesda posts anything on social media, it's like people, everybody in the comments is like, yeah, that's great. But when is Elder Scrolls Six gonna happen? When's Fallout Five gonna happen? Um, still gotta get on you know they're they're still wanting to release starfield first and then elder scrolls 6 and then probably fallout 5 after that they haven't really said as much but they did say that elder scrolls 6 is going to happen after they release starfield so and i imagine whatever patches they're going to release you know immediately after but yeah, that is it as far as the Me Dynasty. That's where we're at right now. Um, so up next, I am going to start a series on the different guilds that are in the game. Um, you know, Fighters Guild, Mages Guild, Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild. Um, I'm gonna include the Blades in that. And I'm probably going to sprinkle in some game retrospectives. You know, probably starting with Arena. So, anyway, that is it as far as this episode goes. So, I'd like to thank Hive, as always, for sponsoring this podcast. 
If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at iangold08, and you can find the show at tamrailp. I've also been posting quite a bit on TikTok, so I have been um, I've been uploading some game clips from my Xbox to my TikTok. So find me at Suli or S U L I O R E. And yeah, you can go watch some of my game clips. And also, I have been in a recent episode of The Modus Files. So I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I have a small role in The Modus Files now. I am Douglas. So I am in the last episode. They posted something wicked, and I am going to be... In the next episode, uh, Team Cryptid. And um, we'll see what happens after that. I'm not going to give any spoilers as to what the next episode brings. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll see how long I am going to be a part of that cast. So also be on the lookout for Fallout for Hope streams. I streamed a couple of times at this point. So we're going to be, we've been raising money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So it's a great cause. And um, yeah, just uh, be sure to donate whatever you can for uh, these needy children. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to get out of here. So um, also check out my other shows. I've got Nintendo. Uh, I did an episode a couple weeks ago on the Nintendo Labo uh, platform. Yeah, Um, check it out. Um, I'm not going to say anything else about Nintendo Labo. Just go check out the episode. And also, Tapes from the Wastes. There was a recent episode about the uh, Tesla rifle, and we're probably going to be recording another lore episode soon. Um, So anyway, be on the lookout for that, and as always... Stay safe, adventurers.